following is a presentation of Main Street Preps, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee. Dixon County falls to Cane Ridge. That was the game I was at last Friday. Creekwood gets a huge win over Glencliff, 69-12. Harpeth, Sycamore, and Cheatham all lose. Harpeth lost to Hickman County, 22-8. Sycamore lost to Fairview. Close game, 48-34. Good for them. Cheatham lost to Waverly. Good team, 44-0. We're going to go over that a little bit. We've got all the upcoming games. Not a whole lot else going on, but basketball's coming up. A little bit of bowling. All that and more coming up on the Post Exchange Podcast. This is the Post Exchange Sports Podcast, covering high school sports in Dixon and Cheatham Counties. Now here's your host, Casey Patrick. Like I said last week, I was at the Dixon County game, and um, Dixon County uh, really, from the beginning of that game, didn't have much of a shot uh, against Cane Ridge. Uh, Their athletes were just bigger and faster and stronger. Um. I will. I will say. I talked to Coach afterwards, and, and he said he, he kind of seen a lot of the similarities between Cane Ridge and Smyrna that they just had you know bigger kids and faster kids. Uh, but again, he felt that they had a few things that they could expose against the Cane Ridge defense, uh, but but they didn't really play all that well. Uh, injuries played a part of that too. Um, Dixon lost their running back Don Dunning early in the game, and this is after. Uh, their other running back, Clint Schrader, he hadn't played uh, in a few weeks now. So um, injuries definitely played a part of it. Dixon County, though, uh, had a rough week. Coach Burns said that they played worse this week than they did last week, uh, which it's hard to play. It's hard to play good when you're playing against a really good team. Cane Ridge, you have to give them a lot of credit. They they forced Dixon into a lot of mistakes. Creekwood, though. Creekwood got a huge win, huge win, 69-12 over Glencliff. Now, anybody that covers or, or watches or pays attention to any type of high school football, they know that Glencliff's had a rough year. Glencliff, I think I was told, I don't know if this is true, but I was told that they showed up with 19 kids to the Creekwood game, uh, which sounds about right because that's not the first time I've heard that that kind of number out of the program. Uh, in fact, I'm kind of surprised they've played as many games as they have this year. Uh, it's got to be a war of attrition uh, on their side. Uh, but, I mean, shout out to those kids. They're still going out there, and, and they're giving it everything they got. So that, that's good for Glencliff. I'm glad the kids are getting the opportunity to play. Uh, but they, as far as the, the scores go, I mean, even even week one against Cheatham County, that, that's another game that I uh, – one of the teams that I covered. Cheatham County, I think, dropped 56 on them, and, um, which was a big confidence booster for the Cubs and, and, and good for them. But – uh, Glencliff's definitely just not um, – it's not one of those impressive wins. It's it's not – in the old BCS era, it's not something that's going to knock up your ranking or anything like that. It's uh, But but for Creekwood, to score 69 points on anybody, it's, um, it's nice. So, uh, Creekwood, uh, of course, it, we, the last week's coming up. Um, but coming into coming into this year, everybody knew the, the region change and everything was going to be kind of difficult for Creekwood. Getting this big win, hopefully getting a win against Lawrence County coming up this week, going into the offseason, if they can build some momentum, I've been told by a lot of people outside of the program, they've got a lot of young kids that can really play. And see, once these kids start to physically mature and, and they get a whole offseason and, and the world starts to turn over and get away from COVID and, and you can actually get out there and work a little bit more, um, I, I think Creekwood's got a really good chance to, to turn things around next year should obviously and hopefully be better for uh, that program. 
Uh, now, three games that uh, I didn't really get to see much of, didn't really know much about. I, I did talk to all the coaches. Uh, Harpeth lost to Hickman County, twenty-two to eight. Um, I talked. I talked to Coach uh, Loop after the game, and he said that uh, he said that he he didn't really think his guys played all that bad, but uh, big plays were definitely the difference. That that's what he told me. Um, kind of hate that for Harpeth. Uh, they'd been playing well. But Hayden Penrod, again, quarterback, I think he was like 13 of 18 for 100-some-odd yards. So, I mean, he's uh, he's efficient, if nothing else. I mean, the, you know, the kid kind of moves the ball up and down the field. Uh, running the ball, though, they, they had a hard time running the ball. And I know Coach Loop, uh, you can call him old school, you can call him whatever you want, but he's going to run the ball. And they, they want to run the ball and they want to play good defense. So, when they have a hard time running the ball, it just it's going to make the rest of their offense kind of slow down and, and make it hard on them. They did have a few turnovers, uh, but the defense, I think defense played fairly well. Uh, A.J. Rigby had like nine tackles. Uh, they had some guys flying around uh, making some plays, so uh, they've got one more week coming up. Hopefully they can uh, get a W going into um, uh, whatever the playoffs might look like. I got to look at the region. Thing. I have no idea who's where as far as these. I, I'm lost with, with the way the region changed. I got to figure out standings and stuff. That's on me. I'll figure it out. Um, Cheatham County lost to Waverly 44 nothing. And I told you guys on the last podcast I did, Waverly's a stupid good team. And that's exactly what Coach Halstead said after I talked to him. Um uh, Halstead, of course, he you know nobody no coach likes to look up and see their team lose forty four to nothing, um, but but he liked the way his kids fought. Uh, they played pretty hard against a really really good team. Waverly's now eight and one, and there's a reason for it. They're, they're one of the better teams in the area, regardless of who they play against or what their classification is. That's a really good football team. Um, so uh, Cheatham again, uh, another one of those teams on the up and up. Last year was really, really rough for those guys. This year they've got some big wins. They've got some wins to to kind of build a program. Excuse me, and that's one thing that Halstead said. He said you see the type of culture and the way that they play. He said that's that's something that we're trying to build here at Cheatham. So, um, which I mean, he's not a dumb guy. He's he's pretty good, pretty good coach, pretty smart guy. He knows what he's looking at uh, when he sees the teams out there playing. Uh, he, he's he's going to learn from this, and his team's going to learn from it, and he hopes to build the kind of culture that, that Waverly's got. Uh, Sycamore, this is – I wanted, I've been wanting to talk about this since I saw the score last Friday night. It, ever since I thought I, – I, ever since I saw the score, I said I cannot wait to do the podcast because I'm going to take up just a little bit of your time to say this. I said last week that I didn't think Sycamore had much of a chance. Now, they wound up losing, but I also said something else. I said, if Sycamore can keep this game close and play well, this is the type of moral victory. Now, I don't believe in moral victories, but this is the type of moral victory for a first-year coach and a team that ain't won a game all year long that can they, they can really build on. And they've got a winnable game this week. If they play good again, they can beat Joe Burns. If Sycamore can play like they did against Fairview and then beat Joe Burns this week, you're talking about a program that, although 1-9, is going to take a whole heck of a lot of momentum into the offseason. Um, I talked to Coach Harrison. I think it was Saturday. He was he was one of the uh, last coaches I, I, that I was able to to get in contact with, and he said that it was it was really fun to watch. He said they finally played as a team. Uh, listen, I, I don't if you don't know how good Fairview is, that's not my fault. <laughs> that's a really really good program. They win a lot of football games to stay within two scores of them. 
when you haven't won a game all year and, and you've been battling injuries and a quarterback, uh, you know, changing quarterbacks in and out, this is legitimately a, a big time move for Sycamore. To score 34 points on Fairview? I mean, Dixon didn't do that a few years ago, and you're talking about major classification differences. I'm really happy for Coach Harrison because he seemed happy, and and I, I like the guy. I think he's good at what he does. He just needs to get the wheels turning a little bit, and this may be that first. This may be that first real move towards building the program like he wants to. He comes from Springfield. He knows what a good program looks like, and that's a huge game for them. Huge game. Uh, kind of wish I'd have went now because um, I wasted my time at Dixon. And and look, I I love the kids at Dixon. I love the coaches at Dixon. I know everybody there. I don't mean that as any slight to Dixon, but them playing Cane Ridge just really isn't even fair, uh, especially when a lot of the really good kids wind up going to different schools in the area. They're not playing for Dixon. Cane Ridge is getting all the talent they can get, and they're playing there. And uh, it was on full showcase Friday night. They got kids everywhere that can ball. And I don't even think they had their starting running back. I'm pretty sure somebody told me that. I don't even think they had their starting running back. And the kids that they did have, uh, he's still running. Um, he had holes all day long. The offensive line looked like a, a Big Ten offensive line, looked like Wisconsin out there pushing people around. But either way, uh, I'm going to preview a little bit of what's coming up next week. Like I said, uh, soccer's over with, volleyball's over with, as far as in in, in my area. So uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about next week uh, the football, uh, basketball's coming up, stuff like that. We're gonna do that real quick. Uh, Dixon County plays Antioch. Um, I, I think Dixon County can play a bad game and still beat Antioch. I'd love to see Dixon play a really good game and smash Antioch. Nothing against Antioch, but it's homecoming. Uh, my school, you know, I went to Dixon. I want to see those kids do good in the season with a good note. They they got their first win of the Burns era earlier this year against Laverne. Laverne's only win of the year came against Antioch. Uh, that may have been a forfeit game, I believe. But Dixon's got an opportunity here to, to, to not only beat Antioch, I think they can flex their muscles a little bit. And I hope they kind of do, just quite frankly. I, I want to see the Cougars go out there on homecoming night. I want to see them beat somebody, and I want to see them have fun doing it. Creekwood's got Lawrence County or Lawrenceburg County or something like that. I think it's Lawrence County. I looked at it. Uh, I've seen it a few times, but I can't remember anything. Um, I don't know diddly squat about Lawrence County. I don't even know what their mascot is, and I don't really care. <laughs> I don't have to cover them. Not my problem. But Creekwood, they've got a chance here. Uh, they're they're healthy coming off this Glencliff game. Um I saw some of the stats. I know Michael Harris played. He's one of their he's one of their biggest players on both sides of the ball. So he played. Everybody should be healthy. They're at home. They've got homecoming too. I think that's the game I'm going to be at Friday night. I don't know anything about Lawrence County. They might be really good. They might be really bad. I have no idea. But I hope I hope Creekwood can get them a big win going into the off season uh, for such a rough year that they've had. That would be awesome for them. Harpeth is hosting Westmoreland. Uh, that's going to be, let's see, man, Westmoreland's good. They got, they got kids that can really play and their kids, they play every sport because you'll look at the box score. You'll look at the roster and you'll say, well, my God, that kid plays baseball and that kid plays basketball. They had a lacrosse kid that, I mean, he plays football. It don't matter that they, they don't care. All their kids play every sport. They've got some real talent. They got some athletes. 
I don't exactly know how healthy Harpeth is. I know Penrod's been back just a few weeks now. Um, but the, I like their senior running back, Lionel Marquardt. I like Jaden Petty. Jaden Petty's an unsung hero on that team. That kid, he's a good cornerback, and, and when he gets the ball in his hands on offense, he makes good things happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, Harpeth, I think they can pull it out. It's just going to be really difficult. Cheatham. Cheatham's playing Stewart County. Stewart County's a pretty good team. Uh, they run what I like to call the Derrick Henry offense, where they just snap it straight to uh, the ball carrier. He's not really a quarterback or a running back. He is just the ball carrier. Um, I knew his name five minutes ago, and I've lost it since. That's how your brain works. Uh, but um, what is it? Will Page, that's his name. I'm actually proud of myself that I remember that. Will Page is the quarterback, I guess, you know, with quotations around it is the quarterback for the Stewart County offense. They did throw a few passes against Sigamore a few weeks ago, but, they, I mean, they hiked, the kid, they hiked that kid the ball, and he just does kind of whatever he wants to, uh, and for good reason. He's very talented, elusive kid, got good speed, good decision maker. Um, Cheatham's going to have their hands full, but I think Cheatham can score on that defense. That defense was not as uh, dominant. I, I don't even think that, that's not even – close to what they were. The, the defense isn't that great at all. I think Cheatham's got an opportunity here to really score. Um, and especially if they run the ball like Coach Halstead likes to, they may be able to kind of hold the possession and hold the, you know, control the clock. That'd be good for the Cubs. They can win this game. It's going to take uh, errorless ball, though. I mean, they got to be they got to be good. They can't make mistakes, can't shoot themselves in the foot. Sycamore, here's the big one. Sycamore can beat Joe Burns. I think they will beat Joe Burns. I think they've got some momentum. I think Coach Harrison has found something. I am hoping these kids go out there, and I hope they beat on somebody because they're 0-9 going into week 10 or week whatever you want to call it, last week of the final regular season. I hope, I hope these kids from Sycamore can go out there and and get themselves a big-time win and get some momentum going into the offseason so Coach Harrison can, can – like I said earlier, so he can start to really build that program. That's all the football we've got. Um, now, of course, as you know, I'm a Creekwood bowling coach. We bowled last night against Greenbrier. We beat them 21-2. to They're a co-ed team. They don't have girls and boys. They just kind of throw everybody together. Uh, so did we. We threw everybody together. We got to bowl all 26 of our kids last night, except for one who wasn't there. Um, and two girls that left early, they just bounced for the start of like one of the final games. I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, they may have had something come up. Uh, I, I can't, I don't have any clue exactly what happened. I even talked to the other coaches. They didn't know. Uh, they just said, Hey, we got to go. And the ride was here and they bounced. Um, so they didn't bowl. Uh, one of my boys didn't bowl. Uh, he had a different issue come up. But other than that, everybody that was there last night bowled. And that's that's a huge deal to me. Uh, Creekwood, like I said, we got, we got the win, 21-2 over Greenbrier. Um, nothing of real – I don't guess anybody really bowled a crazy high game. Um, this, and this is no slight towards uh, Greenbrier, but they're, they're a young program. Uh, they kind of got thrown together at the last minute. Uh, they've got some kids on their team that, that really try hard, but um, – they could use a little bit more coaching and a little bit more time. Uh, Creekwood's obviously we 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 outmatched them uh, easily, and I told our kids I said, "Look, it's hard. It's hard to get the best out of yourself when your opponent doesn't help you bring it out." Um, 
So, uh, but uh, I'm, I was really excited to watch our kids root for each other. And, and, uh, we, we did the Baker games and everybody was rooting for everybody. And I love that. I love that. That's one of my favorite things. When, when you get the whole team together, uh, you know, acting as a family, that's awesome. And one thing that, another thing that is my fault, there's a lot of things in my fault. Uh, that's my fault. If you listen to this podcast, you're going to figure out most of it. Uh, but I haven't reached out to coach Malone from Dixon. I'm pretty sure they had a match yesterday. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say they won. I don't know who they bowled, but they're they're a really good team. I want to say they won. I don't even care who they bowled. I'm I I almost guarantee they beat whoever they bowled. Um, but other than that, we've got basketball coming up. I don't think the teams can practice until November first. That's what Coach Dodd told me from Dixon County. A weird. That's a that's a whole weird story too. I wish I knew the backstory too. Coach Dodd was at Sycamore and. He is no longer at Sycamore. Now, however all that came to happen, I, I don't know, and I'm not going to speculate, but Coach Dodd left Sycamore or something, uh, but he's no longer at Sycamore, and Dixon County's coach, Hal Merle, he left to go to Forest. So Dixon County didn't have a coach. Steve jo- Steve Dodd didn't have a job. And bada-boom, bada-bang, now Dixon County has a coach. And Steve Dodd, who I covered at Sycamore, great coach, Hall of Fame coach, um, he's, he's an older guy, um, but he's over at Dixon now. And, um, so I, I'm excited to see what he does. He's got a really young group, a really, really, really young group. Uh, they were starting like three freshmen last year. They had some rotations where it was four, even five freshmen on the court at one time. Uh, he's an older guy. He's got some young kids though. And it, it's going to be, it's going to be wild to watch. They've got some talent. Uh, I kind of want to see how that works out. Dixon County girls, uh, Coach Webb is is a very very good coach. They've got some talent on that team. They're young. They got some talent, including uh, one shooter on the team that I'm particularly fond of. My little sister, uh, Kaylee. Uh, I hope she has a good year. I hope she does. I hope the rest of those girls do too. Um, let's see, Creekwood, Creekwood's basketball teams. The, the boys are. Uh, they still got Jameson Ford, and they've got some other. They've got some other weapons, um, but they're still trying to grow a little bit from those other teams that were really strong a few years ago. Kind of want to see how they start to develop. But the girls, the Creekwood girls, I, I honestly, one hundred percent, legitimately thought the Creekwood girls were going to win state last year, and I didn't think that anybody was even going to give them a fight. And I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now why I think Creekwood did the Creekwood girls didn't win the state tournament last year. The three-point line at MTSU, I I think it messed up those girls up. They were trying to shoot from the college line instead of the high school line, and everything was just a little bit off. And now, I, I listen. I'm not the Creekwood basketball coach. I don't. It doesn't matter if I make an excuse. These girls aren't making the excuses. The coach isn't making the excuse. I'm telling you what I think happened. I think they missed. I, I think they missed barely because that line messed them up. And you have to give credit to the other team that beat them. Look, I've slept since then. I can't remember who that team is. I cannot remember nothing about that day other than – I don't even remember the final score, but I remember Creekwood losing. And I think it was because of that three-point line. But they they lost a few seniors. They lost a few seniors. That that did happen, including uh, Allie Burgess. And, man, my brain's not working. I tell you guys, I remember Allie. 
uh, Autumn Burgess, and then they had one other girl, and I can see her face. I can't remember her name. I'm going to feel awful for not remembering her name. She played softball, too. She was third baseman. My God. Don't get old, kids. Your brain stops working. Either way, Creekwood still got some young talent. Um, uh, Laura Nichols is a really lanky left-handed kid that uh, she can come down with rebounds. She can bring the ball to the court. She can score. She can shoot. Uh, really, like, you know how they talk about five-tool baseball players. She's got all the tools for basketball. Uh, Brianna Burgess, who is a scoring machine, absolute scoring machine. Um, she's coming back. They've got a bunch of younger girls that got a little bit of playing time last year because Creekwood did have a lot of lopsided victories, and, and they got the backups in. Um, so I, I really want to see how well this team starts to put things together and, and, and how far they can progress this year. I'm really excited to see that. And you you guys know I love basketball. I got mad last year um, during COVID, and, and I started having some other health issues. I had to miss some basketball games, including the Dixon Creekwood game. The Dixon Creekwood game is one of my favorite, one of my favorite events of the entire year. And it doesn't matter if it's baseball, softball, basketball, bowling. The football game is massive. Every y'all know I love you know I love those events. Um, but I, I missed last year's basketball game due to COVID. Um, and the bad thing was, of course, I, I was one of the lucky people that didn't have any symptoms when I had COVID. I was just sitting there laying on the bed watching TV, and I was told I had to stay at the house for two weeks, um, which is understandable. I get that. I understand 100%. I was just mad at the fact that I couldn't go to that game, and I really wanted to be there. Um, but this year, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing both of these teams, but especially both of the girls' teams, a lot of talent, a lot of talent on the girls' side of just about anything in this town, whether it's bowling, softball, or basketball. There's a lot of really talented kids in this town, uh, and they're going to be fun to watch coming up. Uh, but that's that's about all I got this week. Other, I just want to say one more thing. This is a high school preps podcast, post-exchange podcast, Dixon Post, Cheatham County Exchange. That's what the name's for. But I got to say one thing before I get off. Go Braves. Go Braves. They're going to beat the Astros. It's over. I'm telling you right now. Go Braves. You've been listening to the Post Exchange Podcast, your source for high school sports in Dixon and Cheatham Counties, with your host, Casey Patrick. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.